All right, everybody, and welcome back to the Business of Fitness podcast. I'm your host, Jason Kleep, and on this week, I am rolling solo. Now, I promised you last week that awesome episode with Rory where we went back in time in the CrossFit Games that this week we would talk purely business, and that is exactly what I'm here for. I'm here to talk business like we always have. If you haven't checked out our previous 100-plus episodes, please do so. We'd love it if you just share a friend, right? If this is an episode that you get value from, there's no there's no paid ads. I would just ask you to rate it, review it, share it with a friend. Would really, really appreciate it. If it helps you, let someone else know. That being said, this episode is all about business. And we've always been about and will always be about sharing what we're going through at NC Fit. These aren't hypotheticals. These aren't talking about something, even though some people are putting out plans right now to reopen that don't even own gyms. I think it's important to recognize that we own and operate locations, and this is what we're going through, and how can we as an industry evolve together. The first thing I wanted to address is this idea that the onus is on you. The onus is on me. The onus is not, you know, on us together, meaning that if we're sharing information about NC Fit and you're sharing information about Jim XYZ, that's fine. And we should be sharing information. But ultimately, the decision, the vision, the execution is up to you. It's up to me. It's up to our teams, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And for us at NC Fit, we've been doing a deep dive into a bunch of different businesses, right? From boutique fitness to strength conditioning to big box gyms to, you know, understanding the individual programming side. And learning from each industry what they're doing, what they see, and how can we incorporate that in our business with making the right decision for us. And I think you need to make the right decision for you and your team. And the decision for your team might not be the best decision for our team. And the decision for our team might not be the best decision for your team. And I think that's really, really, really important. There is going to be so much information out there. There already is. I feel like it's been regurgitated a thousand times about re-entry and COVID plan. But I think it's really important, including what I'm going to share with you today, to take what you like, implement it, take what you don't like, and get rid of it. But just because we're doing it doesn't mean it's going to be great for you. We pivoted hard to digital. This morning, I went and filmed a follow-along, highly curated, five-camera, multiple-staff follow-along dumbbell workout. That is going to be a vision for our business moving forward called NC Go. Now, do I think that every gym out there should have a bunch of cameras, people, whatever? Absolutely not. The problem is you might not have the resources, so all of a sudden you staff up for some years a large learning curve. We had already had videographers, graphic designers, web developers, and app. And so for us to integrate from B to C or from B to B, which is our collective position, to B to C, it was a little bit of an easier pivot for us. But for other owners, it might not be that easy of a pivot. So when you hear us saying, oh yeah, we've shifted to this follow along, whatever, you're like, oh, we have to go do that. The problem is if you go too far down the path that NC Fit is pursuing, it might take you away from your brick and mortar in the path that you should have been pursuing. And so I think what's important for today's conversation is that the onus is on you to make the right decision for your business. And the best decision for your business is the one that you sit there, you debate, you know, get on a spin bike, go out for a walk and say to yourself, where do I want to be two, five years from now? What is the vision? Where do I see the industry adapting, evolving to? And what could our team actually execute on? And whatever that is, create the plan, clearly communicate it to your team, and then go out there and execute on it. 
But don't think that just because the NC Fit has a plan, that it's the best plan for you. Because we have different resources, different demographic than you might have. And you might have a different resources demographic than we have, and vice versa. But I think each owner needs to take onus of the responsibility that we have and recognizing that right now is probably one of probably the most exciting time I've ever had as an entrepreneur, ever. You know, I got into business, um, I started selling gym memberships when I was 17, 18 at the conventional gym. And so you could say that I got into sales and marketing at that age. When I graduated from college, we opened up a gym. And that was in 2008, we opened the gym. So for the last 12 years, you could say that, you know, I've had that entrepreneurial bug, just like many of you listening. Never in my life have I been so, you know, concerned about the future, but also optimistic and excited ever. There are so many opportunities right at our doorsteps, and I'm confident that each one of us will be presented them, but we need to make the right one for our business. So the onus is on you, navigate effectively, pick your course Take advice from other people, right? Learn from them. But then ultimately, just because you're on a current path today doesn't mean it's the best path for your future. You need to figure out what that is and you need to do some soul searching on that. NC Fit is not rushing to reopen our gyms. And the reason why we're not rushing is because we are. Con- I'm concerned for two reasons. Number one, public perception. If we open up too early and our members are not ready to come back in, all of a sudden, we remove our negotiating power with our rents. We increase our expenses and exposure for liability. And our clientele might not be ready for that. So we aren't rushing because if we rush, we might make mistakes. I understand why some owners want to rush to open up. I understand that. But we aren't rushing because we want to allow our members to become more comfortable with the common practice of going into you know, businesses. We also want to see how things shake out for a week or two while gyms are open to ensure that we're not preemptively opening and then have to close again. And then also recognizing what is occurring in our industry and what is working and what isn't. And that's what we're learning from gyms that already opened in Georgia, for example. What are they doing? What's working? What isn't? And so far, what I've seen work is decreased class sizes, obviously, and decreasing the number of classes per day. Well, something we need to take into deep consideration is when we reopen, what type of model do we want to reopen with? Is it the same pricing as before? Well, if it was the same pricing as it was before and we've decreased our class offerings and we were at capacity before, well, now we're not going to enable enough open slots for our members to get in a workout. And so what we might need to do is increase our rates to create the same type of profitability we had before while also negotiating with our landlord. These are things we need to think about because if you can only accommodate half the amount of people, well, how are you going to be able to get back to where you were, especially if you're at capacity? Now, the good news is, and I wanted to dive into this at the end of this conversation, but I guess I could dive into it now, is that I think traditional CrossFit gyms or boutique strength conditionings that were a little bit bigger, in general, most people didn't have an issue with class capacity. Meaning if you talk to most CrossFit gym owners, in three, four, five, ten thousand square feet, the issue is never having too many people for the space. The issue is always I want to get more people in our gyms. And so right now is a really beautiful time, in my opinion, for traditional old school warehouse gyms. And I'll I explain why. Orange Theories, F forty fives, and even NC Fit, we pivoted our model towards optimizing our square footage. We've talked about this before. 
we talked about having 100 per square feet per every individual at our gyms. Orange Theory F45 were probably more on like a one member per every 50 square feet as an example, or even less. SoulCycle would be on one member per every, I don't know, 20 square feet. And so the model was built on how many people could we accommodate per given hour, and then we build in our expenses and we look at our profitability and we figure out if this space actually works out. The challenge that Orange Theory F45 SoulCycle is going to run into is that their model was so based off max capacity. Our model traditionally, and CrossFit trended, or excuse me, NC Fit trended more this way, so we're going to be a little bit more of a challenging time than most CrossFit gyms. But most CrossFit gyms, let's just say you have 200 members and you have 5,000 square feet. You probably have plenty of square footage to accommodate these members. And so I actually think there's going to be a huge opportunity for these bigger gyms, as long as they're zoned properly, to attain more members from these other boutique fitness spaces because they're going to have more space to spread out. They're going to be able to accommodate more people. So I see a huge opportunity for the big box warehouses. That's just my perspective. Now for NC Fit, we trended away from the big box warehouses more towards these boutique style, but they're still bigger than your traditional Orange 3 and F45. So hopefully we'll be able to navigate that effectively to accommodate class sizes. But something we're thinking about is starting off slow and not rushing. Meaning let's have five classes, you know, class capacity of 15. Let's fill those and then add another class, add another class. So we keep our expenses moderate and don't go overboard. You know, at our Mountain View gym at one point, you know, we had a hundred classes a week, I, I believe it was. We're probably not going to start off with that and work into it so we can keep our expenses under control and also pull certain employees in and make sure they're getting, you know, enough classes to survive from. So those are things that we're thinking about. Total tangent. Something I really wanted to dive into today is idea of negotiating rent. And I think before anybody opens um, back up again, it's a really great time to negotiate with your landlord. So something we've done is in the Santa Clara County, we haven't had to pay rent because that was just a, a mandate, right? They, they, they didn't make you pay rent. And so cash is king. So we did not pay those rents. We paid some triple nets and some other expenses. We didn't pay our rent. Now, if you paid your rent, that's fine. But I do think before you open your doors, I would highly, 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 highly recommend going back to your landlord and negotiating. This assumes you're zoned properly, you've dotted your I's, crossed your T's, your P&L is all lined up. But if you've seen a significant decrease in revenue, it should be an opportunity to be able to go and talk to your landlord and renegotiate. Because at some point, if you had 300 members in 3,000 square feet and you were rocking it, well, now if you have 300 members in 3,000 square feet, you can only accommodate half of those, how are you going to make up for the difference there? And what are you going to end up doing? Are you going to charge more? Well, one thing you could do is decrease your rent expense. And that's where we're going. And we're going to be negotiating with our landlords to let them know, hey, when we signed this lease, we signed it under these pretenses, right? Et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Now that the government has mandated we need this amount of space, we can't accommodate as many people. Therefore, we'd like to see a 10, 20, 30% reduction in our rent. But for us to negotiate well, we can't be open. If we reopen, it, it, it hurts some of our negotiating power. So that's just something for some of you guys to think about is if you think you're going to open in a week or two, go back and talk to your landlord and see what you could do and have your P&L prepared, show your revenue decrease or show off what the government has mandated and explain that there's been an instrumental you know, change. If you're a restaurant, for example, or you're a coffee shop, 
if there has been a specific change in the service you could provide, go back to your landlord. They're probably going to be willing to work with you because it's going to be very, very difficult for them to put in a new tenant. And so I think if you don't go do that, you're just missing out on a potential opportunity. That's all I'm saying. Now, as far as like reopening, something that we've done at, at NC Fit is we created a three-week rebuild program. And I'd recommend any gym owner out there to integrate something similar. Now, if you're a part of the collective, please go check this out because we're providing it to all the collective members. If you're not a part of the collective, I would highly recommend you checking it out. But regardless, I want to explain what it is. So the rebuild program is a three-week program that focuses on lighter load and more tempo work and then moves up to, you know, uh, less tempo and faster workouts. So let me explain. We have a lot of our members that are coming off, you know, maybe only doing body weight style workouts, maybe doing lighter dumbbell workouts, and they've been used to this for six weeks. Integrating them directly back into a 1RM back squat probably isn't the best option, in my opinion. I think it's really important that when they reintegrate into the gym, they're having fun, they're remembering why they came, they're getting that community component, but they're also in a safe, effective environment. And one way that we're doing that is we're putting out our three-week rebuild program, which the workouts are designed to specifically tailor up, meaning in the beginning, we're going to focus on, you know, 100 pounds, three-second tempos, right? Then maybe the following week, we go 100 pounds, two-second tempos. The following week, we go 100 pounds, one-second tempo, so it's almost like traditional speed. And one of the ways we're doing this is basically reintegrating our athletes into loading their body, which they probably haven't done as much of. And we do that by tempo so they can remind themselves of the positions they're going with. And we also don't need to overload the system because instead of going super, super heavy, we're simply integrating a tempo work. So I'd recommend incorporating some tempo, especially early on in your rebuild phase as you get back up things to normal. I also think tempo from like a coaching perspective, you could be across the room instead of being right up against them. You could watch and identify faults and speak to the entire group as they're moving slower through their ranges of motion, which I think is really important. We're going to start off with slower-ish, more, you know, longer-ish AMRAPs and EMOMs where it's moderate effort for a little bit longer period of time compared to like doing Fran. So in the beginning, we're not going to come out and do 21 thrusters, 21, um, you know, pull-ups, you know, 15, 15, 9, 9. It's not going to be a two-minute sprint. It's not going to be a trying to set a PR. It's going to be just getting back in this idea of complexity, uh, getting back into this idea of intensity because there's going to be a lot of people that are going to probably want to go really crazy. I think it's going to be our job as coaches to slow them down. And one critical piece of that is going to be the programming. So I would just encourage each of you that when you're programming for your gyms or if you're using our programs, thank you so much we have our three-week rebuild program in addition to um, you know everything else we're putting out. But one of the other things that we're doing, and I'd recommend it for all of you owners out there, is that every day the coach should have a goal and the athlete should have a goal. Now, similar to our session plans that we've been putting out for you know years and years now, and I hope you do as well, I think it's important to clearly communicate to each um, coach a specific goal for the day, right? Whatever that may be for you and your business, but also a specific athlete goal. Now, historically, we put out athlete videos to all of our members before they come in for a workout, and that's always been the case. But I think now, more than ever, it's really important to sit there and say, hey, our athlete goal for today is to 
do X, Y, Z. It's not to go for a one rep max snatch. It's to reintegrate with a barbell and load up to 50% of your of your heavy lift and slowly integrate them. You're going to have members who are going to want to go crazy, and I get it, but I think I challenge each of you to slow them back off because the last thing we want them to do is to come in and injure themselves or come in and be so sore they can't come back in for another couple of days or a week. Instead, I'd rather have them leave and feel like they could have done more because that's going to get them excited to come back into the gym. And so things we're thinking about as a business and the overarching theme of this podcast is that the onus is on you to go for a walk, create your plan, utilize different people's perspectives, like what I'm talking about with your landlord or the fact that we're not rushing. Maybe those are cool things. Or maybe for you, you're like, dude, I don't know what Jason's talking about. I want to get into the gym as quickly as possible. And if you do, just understand the expenses. And also, if your state hasn't opened up and you want to get in preempt, you know, preemptively, just understand the risk that you go into. Your insurance carrier might not cover you if you're not supposed to be open. Just a big note. So onus on you. We aren't rushing. Try and negotiate your rent. Identify a three-week rebuild program for your own business that slowly integrates people and make sure that people are having fun. Recognize you need to maybe evaluate your business model and see if there's something you need to change. But most importantly, I want to get across on this podcast is that there has never been a more positive time for us to go out there and thrive. Specifically, if, if class capacity has never been an issue for your business, oh boy, class capacity has been an issue for our competitors. And now it's going to open the doors for more people to come in your gym. So you just got to recognize what is your model moving forward, how many classes can you accommodate, and just slow, make methodical, really well thought out decisions for your business, and we will get through it and we'll thrive together. There's going to be a lot of positives that come through this, but you need to identify where you want to be at a year, two years, five years from now, and start working towards that model today. If you're out there and you're thinking about opening a business, right, give it three months. And at that point, you're going to see some businesses that maybe took the wrong decision or maybe we're on the you know fringe of going out of business anyways and you're going to be able to get you know into a new location for potentially a really great deal. And so if you're thinking about opening a boutique fitness business, right now could be a really great time, but I'd wait three to six months to see how it shakes out. I don't want anybody to go out of business, but there's going to be some people that frankly will go out of business. And there's going to be an opportunity for new people to step in, either save their business or create a new business out of that opportunity. So guys, if you're in the CrossFit space, hunker down, stay focused, think about your landlords, think about your rebuild program, understand what you're going to do. And um, the onus is all on you and go out there and get it. Get inspiration, but don't allow anybody to dictate exactly what you're doing because it's your business. Secondly, if you're a coach out there, identify opportunities and continue to thrive as what you're doing. These online coaches, I'm telling you, it's it's encouraged us to become even better coaches than we were in the first place. Because if you were a crappy coach and you tried to go online, you probably learned really quickly that you need to engage, inspire, and now you could take that back into the gym with you. So keep getting after it. And then finally, you know, if you haven't checked out the NC Fit Collective, check us out, right? Um, go online. You, there's tons of different tools we have available. And uh, if you want the rebuild program, let us know. I hope... Um, all of you are doing really well. I hope your families are all safe and go negotiate with your landlord and let me know if it works. Because if it does, I'm going to be so, so fired up. See what type of negotiations you could do. And uh, yeah, man. 
let's uh let's go baby like it's it's entrepreneurship time it's uh put on that business hat and let's get after it have a great day everybody